Well, here we go again. Another month lost. Must have left it in my other pants. I saw a rainbow the other day. Is this thing on? This is Big Green. Here we are. This is Big Green Podcast for October 2014. Welcome. Welcome to all across the world and around the country. <laughs> we got some special guests today. Uh, well, aside from me and Matt, we're always special guests. We have uh, former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger has been kind enough to join us. Here a song and a Mary Jones and Jacobs. A couple of... Uh, interesting conversations and of course the latest episode of net trek net trek 20 the shamesters of quadzillion stay tuned it's gonna be great are they october here we go This is Lee Majors. Last week on NetTrek, the crew of the Free Enterprise were engaged in a life-and-death struggle with a deadly socialist menace machine bent on providing life-giving health coverage to every living dude. Worse than a machine, it was a space probe, and as it turns out, Captain Romney was its surrogate mother. A titanic battle ensued, and our intrepid crew survived, but only after a painful extraction of six highly derivative pop songs sung by the captain and his senior officers. Believe me, I know how hard it is to fight a space probe machine, and I'm no stranger to pop music. Let's just hope good Lord Rottenberries goes easy on them this week. Stay tuned! Space. The ultimate marketplace. These are the voyages of the starship Free Enterprise. Its mission of undetermined length. Until we're canceled, I guess. To seek out strange new commodities. Exploitable alien workforces. To brazenly amass the largest profits that any corporation has before. Captain's Log, Stardate Heinz 57. You know, lately I've taken to naming our standard Earth time periods after major companies Bain Galactic has acquired over the years. What better way to mark the passing hours? And such a delicious condiment. Goes great with funeral potatoes and homemade root beer. Those are traditional Mormon dishes. Look it up! <laughs> Jesus Willard, get on with the log entry for Cord's sake. This show's too freaking long already, and the way you're going, half of our minuscule audience... We'll be asleep before we even get started. 
Hey there, Pango, you old devil you. <laughs> That's a good fella. Sorry I don't have a cube of... Huh. Looks like I do. Well, they think of everything, don't they? Winner! Should read lines from the rejected pilot episode again. Just throw it away. Right you are, Mr. Ned. <laughs> Captain's Log, uh, supplemental. Actually, super supplemental is more like it. I've got some great news for you, oh, people of the non-space-faring past listening to these log entries. We're just about to enter standard orbit around the planet Canistotis Four, which I understand is the location of the famous Intergalactic Boxing Hall of Fame. We're under orders from Rear Admiral McConnell to rendezvous with the Confederate flagship Bull Connors and beam down to the Hall of Fame facility with her commander. Her commander, um, her commander... What's the matter now, Willard? Forget the commander's name again! <laughs> you may be right, Ned. Oh boy, looks like old Romney's gonna lose his turn at the roulette wheel in Monte Carlo once again. Third time this month. Good thing our people don't believe in gambling. I don't think that's exactly right, Captain. Confederate regulations are quite explicit on this point. Senior officers don't lose their roulette turn unless they violate General Order 12. General Order 12? There isn't any General Order 12. There can't be. Don't you remember General Order 10? Um, not off the top of my head. General Order 10 says that additional general orders are strictly forbidden. Commodore Cheney said that they were obviously just being used as fodder for cheap laughs. He only approves of diabolical laughter. Ah, Commodore Cheney, is that man never wrong? Um, if I'm parsing your question correctly, sir... I think the answer has to be no. Ah, oh, Jesus! The commander of the Bull Connor is Admiral Ted Cruz! Willard, you're supposed to meet him down at the Intergalactic Boxing Hall of Fame! Ah, Admiral Cruz! You know, when I wore a younger man's overpriced Italian suit, I deeply admired his performance in Top Gun. In an appropriately manly way, of course. <laughs> Almost took an unauthorized dive into the danger zone just then. <laughs> Ted Cruz, you ding dong. Think plastic hair, big mouth. Harvard Shield stamped on his butt. Sound familiar, Willard? Think LBJ Joe McCarthy, ass child. Oh, sure. <laughs> He's that senator from sunny Mexico or some such place. Didn't he have a club called the Copacabana? No, that was Senator Rico Cruz. <laughs> His friends called him Ricky. So Admiral Ted must be little Ricky to all the cabos at the Copa. Copa, Copa Cabana. Are you trying to get us kicked out of here? This is Desi Lu's studio, you know. And unlike Lucy, you're just not that funny. Um, Mr. Ned, should I just put the free enterprise in standard orbit around Catastotis 4? Or should I wait until the captain finishes his log entry? Do it now! He's finished already! You know, he seems to be doing more of that singing lately. I think the captain should really ask his doctor about Sparadol. You know, the big brown pill that helps you think better? In clinical trials, Sparadol has been shown to be effective in reducing the symptoms of mild to severe idiocy. Pearl, what the hell are you talking about? Sparadol contains Fomoterol. It may cause hives, heart failure, butatosis, or death in searing pain. Don't use Sparadol if you plan to be in an area where certain kinds of fungal infections are common. Pearl! I say, Mr. Nedzer, do not prevent Mr. Pearl from finishing the reading of his lengthy disclaimer. 
That would be a violation of contract and would place into serious jeopardy the fine little business deal that we just made. I should have known. What business deal, Coburn? Why, with the manufacturers of Speridol, of course. Don't drive or use heavy machinery with Speridol. The most common side effects of Speridol are drowsiness, exploding liver syndrome, and a persistent immunity to gravity that may worsen over time. <clears throat> there, that should do it. I sure hope someone is listening to the show this week. If they were, they probably aren't now. Especially if you're on the screen. Willard, are you going to stand there like a Michigan tree all day? Name a landing party for crying out loud. Just pick three senior officers at random. That's how you usually do it. Capital suggestion. Mr. Pearl and Mr. Um, Ned, you're with me. Doc, you have the con. Uh, Captain, if Doc is in charge of the ship, can I be assigned to the landing party? Negative, Mr. Sulu. If Doc is in command, I want our most experienced officer at the helm. You never know what he might decide to do. <laughs> Doc, remember the time you took the free Enterprise out on that old dirt racetrack in Pixley, Alabama? I say, Captain, we were winning. We would have won. If it hadn't been for the gallon of corn pone I consumed prior to the event, that would surely have been one of the most cherished memories in my many years of service to the Confederacy. Confederation Coburn! I say, is there an echo in the ship here? Or is it the will of my divine Lord Jesus that allows me to hear my glistening pearls of rhetorical wisdom a second time? For God's sake, Willard, just get in the turbo lift before we're treated to more Coburn's glistening turds of wisdom. Sulu, just keep the ship from exploding until I beamed out of here. I don't care what you do after that. I sir. Attention crew. All hands to battle stations. This is no drill. I repeat, this is no drill. I say, I gave no such command. Helmsman, is this another one of your oriental sodomite deceptions? Just saving a little time, Doc. All right, Welsh, energize! I'm Mr. Ned. I don't believe it! Welsh Bridge! I say, you may proceed with your ridiculously accented utterance, Mr. Welsh. Though why God in his infinite wisdom should choose to endow you with such an incomprehensible manner of speech... I cannot fathom. Dr. Coburn, the captain and his landing party have disappeared. They stepped onto the transporter and they just disappeared. Well, I do declare, that is most unusual. Perhaps we should land the free enterprise on the surface of the nearest divine moon star so that we may ponder this mystery. Um, Sulu cutting in, Mr. Welsh. Was there a big... Boing sound when they disappeared? Oh, I loud it was, as if the great iron tower clock in Tradega had broken its mainspring. That, um, checks out, Doc. Our instruments registered a magnitude 7 Boeing just when the captain disappeared. 
I say, what could account for this calamity? I don't know, but I've got a bad feeling about this. It's like a cold wind off the North Sea in Cardiff. Yea, Tradangok, Tradangok, What the? Mr. Welsh, did I just hear you say the Red Dragon will lead the way in Welsh? I tis the motto of Cardiff. I learned it when I were a wee lad. Um, you're just reading that off Wikipedia, aren't you? We've got internet access on the bridge too, you know. Oh, I... What the hell kind of beam down was that? Has Welsh been hitting the Celtic meat again? I'm tingling all over. Captain, did my butt properly materialize? I can't feel it. As far as I could see, it's effectively eclipsing this planet's suns. Try using both hands, Pearl. Well, here we are in Canistotis 47. Four! Wait a minute, Ned. I thought this planet was all about boxing, not golf. Funny how I always confuse those two sports. It's probably because they both use metal sticks and pine tar. Can a Stotus for you, ding dong? Where the hell is this Hall of Fame? All I see are a few rolls of linoleum laid down in some kind of cockeyed pattern. Of course, there are the usual styrofoam rocks. That's comforting, probably. Something's not right, Captain. We're not on Canistotis 4 at all. Look at those four studio lights clustered together to mimic a quaternary sun. Canistotis is a binary sun. That big boing I heard when we beamed down must have been a power surge or something. It must have sent us clear across the universe. Pipe down, Pearl. Just pretend to walk ten paces. The script says we're supposed to be jumped by some cheap shit aliens in secondhand monkey suits. If that's true, the scene will be filled with chimps in a minute. There they are! What the... It can't be! Why, the head chimp looks like my old friend Newt Gingrich! But that's impossible, Captain. Hodgkin's law of non-repeating incidental characters requires a complicated backstory to accompany the reoccurrence of any character who appeared in previous episodes of Nedrek. Besides, I'm reasonably sure that Doc Coburn accidentally killed him on the planet Frutunius. He may have been subsequently processed into wieners. And yet here he is! <laughs> He looks even more like a baby than usual in that sumo wrestler outfit. Being reconstituted into Newt made him as mad as a hive of Podexian murder hornets. And it's pretty obvious what his primary weapon is. Oh, Jesus. He's asking for ragu. They must not have fed him yet. Either that or he's a non-speaking character. What the hell do we do now? Gosh, Captain, he's got some kind of stick or something. Looks like they've managed to weaponize sticks down here, at least. We might want to sell them some proper weaponry. That is, after we leave. Don't fret, gentlemen. I can handle this. No, my old friend, fellow severe conservative. Hey, ow, quit it, dude. I guess he's still a little cheesed off about those campaign ads. The fact that we killed him off in the first season. <laughs> now, Newt, 
Don't take it out on my senior officers. Just hold your acoustic steady for a minute. I'll just call the Free Enterprise and have them beam Mr. Stephanie J down. Drop me to Free Enterprise. Come in. Yochi! <laughs> Come on now, Newt. That almost hurt. Funny thing, but when my plastic epidermis is struck, it looks like a boo-boo. I only wish the god of Moroni were here to kiss it all better. If this were the Intergalactic Boxing Hall of Fame, you'd think he'd at least have the decency to use his fists. Just for Newt, he'd be using his big fat mouth. Captain, behind you! Nine! That looks like Herman Kane. What's he doing with that nine iron? You know, I had a lucky nightmare once that... Ow! Looks like Kane's got that phone. Oh my god, oh my god. Over there, by the styrofoam rock, that looks like Michelle Bachman, and she's twirling an enormous cotton swab. That's probably some kind of primitive pregnancy test gizmo. Either that or she's here to swab away the game. She probably did away with her husband with that thing. Oh my god, 2.0! It's Chief Justice John Roberts! I always imagined he'd have reverb on his voice. Perhaps he's here to administer the oath of office, which would mean that Romney finally won something. Captain, I mean, President Captain, you'll be needing to fill your cabinet with the best and the brightest. Well, those are me! (laughs) Go ahead and restock the cabinet, but only with incandescent bulbs, at least when anyone is watching. (laughs) Excellent, Captain Romney. We expected profound stupidity and gullibility, but you have exceeded our expectations. Better order 17 bolts of that fabric, Rodrigo. I go through a lot of suits. <laughs> Rodrigo? Who could that be? Captain? Mr. Ned, what's the matter with him? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with being hit on the head with a nine iron. Drop a coin in his ear and see if it makes him talk sense. That's as far as you go, Rodrigo. And you, Pearl. Excellent sniveling. You should do well. Thanks, your wizardry. I mean, I mean, your honor. Call me God. I am Master Troll of the planet Quadzillion. I have been sent to welcome you. Quadzillion? What the hell? That's the solar system that the Sheldon Adelson Trust bought three decades ago. How the hell did we get all the way over to the expensive side of the galaxy? That's funny. Quadzillion is a gated solar system. I don't remember going through any impenetrable positron barriers. Silence! I'm a little disappointed in your half-breed service, Rodrigo. Also, I happen to know that your mother was that little dutch boy on the pink can. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Kane, hit him in the head again, or else he'll never shut up. This time, use a driver. I... I was on the bridge. Good shot, pizza man. Hey, God, how did we get here? And what do you want from us? You were brought here by the benefactors. They arranged your transportation. How? Did they use a giant idiot magnet or something? That would explain how you got Willard and Pearl. Hey, I'm not an idiot. Heads of planets from all around the affluent part of our galaxy use my consulting services all the time. If anything, they'd need a genius magnet to pull me in. How did you know about our magnetron device? 
the benefactors just bought it on eBay. Which is to say, they bought eBay, and it came with a giant idiot magnet. Huh. I thought Meg Whitman stepped down as CEO years ago. Maybe that was Walt Whitman. <laughs> Leaves of grass. He just never could get that poem, right? I see you need a little demonstration of the benefactor's authority. Ow! My ass burns! My ass is on fire! Not quite, Mr. Pearl. It's my wallet. <laughs> it's burning through my suit. I thought I smelled something. This is fascinating. Apparently, Chief Justice Godface here is able to send out microwave signals of sufficient strength to raise the temperature of your wallets to 350, maybe 400 degrees. Fortunately for me, I don't carry a billfold, though my titanium shoes are getting a little toasty. I thought it was from those four freaking sons. Stop it, stop it, stop it! Please, I'll give you all the secret codes I know, and all the most recent strategic information regarding the position of the Confederation's battle fleet. It'll be my pleasure. Torture works. I'm in ecstasy. There. That should do it. Now into your quarters. Your shrill trolls will be in later to start your trading. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Mr. Galt. I've got an idea about how big your dimes are. Dare I ask how big are your quarters? Do you see that high-rise across the street? Not the Prudential Tower, the one next door. The Bubble Tree Inn? There must be some mistake. It's only got three stars. Suitable enough accommodations for a troll. At least until you've been vested. Vested? What's next, Straw Hats? What the hell, Count? Are you planning on turning us into a barbershop quartet or something? No, that can't be. They want us alive. Get in your suits. Here's your complimentary oatmeal cookie. And don't forget to insult the cleaning staff. De rigueur, Mr. Chief Justice. You can count on me. I say, Surgeon's Law, Stardate, Antebellum. I do declare, dear reader, this commanding a star cruiser is thirsty business. After a somewhat taxing afternoon on the bridge, I've elected to retire to my quarters as the command chair is not currently equipped with a service tray and the servants up there are of a decidedly inferior quality. I will return only when that situation is rectified. How it is that the Confederate Admiralty could commission a vessel without accommodating a captain's preference for sour mass whiskey is truly beyond my understanding. I must take it up with Colonel Lindsay Beauregard Graham Cracker. The four. The very next time we share the pleasure of each other's company. Now there's a man who understands a commander's prerogative. Doc, are you going to be in there all day? I say, who may ask is inquiring after the acting captain of the free enterprise? Just a line of about 50 crewmen who are almost at the point of pissing down the shaft of the nearest turbo lift. You've been holed up in there for four hours, Doc. Am I to understand that we have reached our destination? Doc, for the seventeenth time, there is no such planet as Ambergris Scrimshaw 7. And even if there was, you wouldn't find the galaxy's best Georgia cream biscuit there. Mr. Stephanie J was just telling you that so you wouldn't send us through the Beta Zaf supernova again. I see. 
What we have here, Mr. Sulu, is a failure to communicate. Oh, Jesus, Doc, not that again. <clears throat> Mr. Stephanie J? Yes, sir? Your agonizer, please. No, Mr. Sulu, I had to tell him something. He would have destroyed the ship again. Please, Mr. Sulu, don't agonize me. Stephanie, you know there's no such thing as an agonizer, right? Yes, sir. And that there is something in the universe called irony? Yes, sir. You know that little thing we sometimes resort to when we're incredibly pissed off at someone for being an enormous ding-dong? Yes, sir. Good. So in lieu of an agonizer, you're just to stand outside this door and let me know if anything interesting happens. Yes, sir. Don't you ever talk like that to me again! Never! Never! Captain's Log Supplemental. Well, we've all settled into our high-rise suites. Talk about roughing it. There isn't even any beluga caviar in the mini-fridge. Could be the Chief Justice is just testing our endurance. Either that, or this is turning into one of those reality shows. Hey, maybe that's why I'm telling you this right now. I should be talking about how it makes me feel, or how cheesed off I am at Mr. Pearl for teaming up with Ned during that last challenge. <laughs> I think that was a cheese dog eating contest. <laughs> Wait. This could be my shill troll now. Whoa, wait a minute. Michelle Bachman? You're my shill troll? <laughs> That's right, Governor. I've been chosen for you by the benefactors. Hot dog! I thought I was getting newt. <laughs> Say, who are these benefactors, Michelle? I don't know. They live in the Beyond Land. Past the pointed peaks of Never Be Geezer. And I'm pretty sure they imbibe Murdochian satellite transmissions. <laughs> Who doesn't? Hey, what's on the program for today, Michelle? First, you are to have some nourishment. Is that what the waiter is carrying on that covered silver tray? Yes. Then we are to start your training. Here, put this on. <laughs> Hold your horses, young lady. This suit is straight off the rack. And I'm not sure what I think about that chalk stripe. That's the mark of a proud herd, Troll Romney. <laughs> if you say so. Looks like Brooks Brothers to me. <laughs> hey, care for some of this pheasant? It's covered in Galatian ketchup. No, there's no time. We must go to the training center. Hmm. Already? Okay, then. Um, I'll get Rodrigo on the phone and tell him to meet you at the flat side of the soundstage. No seconds. It must be you, Troll Romney. You... Oh, I don't understand. Just put the suit on and go! <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> Wait a minute! What is it, Troll Romney? You need to relieve yourself again? No, no, Michelle. Just a breather. Oh, uh, oh, what? I don't understand! <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. I was using some of my hip 60s lingo. Sailed right past you. Zoom! 
Let's take a break. These exercises are knocking the moxie out of me. Patrol Romney, these are very simple media training drills. We haven't even gotten beyond withstanding personal insults and casual swearing. You should not be so thin-skinned. But the media consultants are using terms I never heard before. I thought there was only one F-word. Turns out there are several, like fink, phony, fathead, and philanthropy. The benefactors will be very displeased. Come on, Michelle, just a couple of minutes. Sit down with me. Tell me, where do you come from? Have you ever considered the benefits of becoming part of an Orthodox Mormon marriage? You've already got that deer-in-the-headlights look that's impossible to teach. She who bore me was sold for 10,000 squat loads. She is now Senior Vice President of the National Right to Life Foundation. Where do you come from, Troll Romney? I come from up there, Michelle. The lights in the ceiling? Yes. Those lights are studio lights, Michelle. And behind those studio lights are electrical switches and wires. And on the other end of those wires is a corporation. And corporations are people, Michelle. People like you and me. No one can live in a light in the ceiling. Well, <laughs> for the good folks in the offices at Desilu Studios, the suns illuminating this soundstage are no more than HMI lights mounted in the ceiling. It's cutting into profits the longer they're left on. I don't think this kind of talk is allowed. Oh, hey, okay then. <laughs> when in Rome, right? <laughs> Let's get back to the drills. Who goes there? Oh, it's you, Newt. You're... You're going to be my shill troll? Oh, God. This is humiliating. How am I supposed to give you reliable foreign policy advice when you can't put three intelligible words together? You know, like, That's brilliant, Richard. Or, Here's your check. Oh, well, I suppose I can just recommend a standard war with some random Muslim country policy. You can run out your tacit approval. It's just so unsatisfying, though. Marah! Immigration! Wait, I understood part of that. Maybe I'm beginning to comprehend your language. Quickly, what can you tell me about the benefactors? Come first, Blixdoodle! Riches Okonkwo! Never mind the Blixdoodle Okonkwo. Tell me more about those riches. Gah! Brinkstack foodstamps! Foodstamps! No, no. Wrong end of the food chain. Try again. Gobnox Marawa! Sheldon Adelson! Wait, Adelson? Is he one of the benefactors? Speak! You can do it! I believe in you! Yeah! Mr. Chief Justice! Where did you come from? Call me Gaunt here. Um, right. Um, Gaunt here. Silence! You have been trying to extract the identities of the benefactor from this shrill troll. No, I haven't. I mean, well, yes I have, but only in pursuit of lucrative consulting contracts. Silence! You cannot expose the identity of the benefactors. They are merely concerned citizens of the galaxy, exercising their 14th Amendment rights by anonymously sluicing money into social welfare organizations. I noticed you used air quotes when you said social welfare organization. Does that mean... Silence! What did you plan to do with the names of the benefactors? Speak! Nothing, your wizardry. I mean, your honor. I I was going to add them to my mailing list Silence! 
I'm afraid we have to do away with you, newcomer. You know too much. It's a shame to lose you, Commander. But we'll have to make an example of you to the others. Oh my god, oh my god! We're back in the arena! No shit, Sherlock! You've got a nice new bullseye t-shirt on! Very smart looking! Hey, Ned! Where have they been keeping you? And who ended up being your shell troll? Is it the Lone Ranger again? He had a double stigmatism. Shell troll? What are you talking about, Willard? I was in the stable eating corn mash. Where the hell were you all this time? Silence! All right, Mr. Chief Justice, whatever you say. I'll stop talking now. I know I will. Silence! Trolls, Mr. Pearl disobeyed the decision of this court. He will be practice target. <laughs> well, now you've been a naughty little troll, Mr. Pearl. Sounds like it's the spanking machine for you. <laughs> Best get Michelle's husband out here to make sure nothing gay happens. Oh, no, I've been a very good little troll. Very, very good. Just ask Newt. Troll Pearl, you will face off against Troll Cage. What's he going to do? Nine, nine, nine me to death? Troll K, you get the first shot. Activate your 501C4. Oh my god, what is that? Plastic explosives? What company manufactures them? I can get them for you, wholesale. What the hell? Kane's rolling out a king-size television monitor. Couldn't the prop people come up with a plastic boulder? This place... Lieutenant Commander Pearl claims to be a neoconservative, but there's something he's hiding. What's the scoop on this so-called Prince of the Neocons? He once worked for a Democrat. That's right. He was a trusted aide of Liberal Democratic Senator Henry Scoop Jackson. The scoop is for scooping up your tax dollars and stirring them into more welfare programs. Richard Pearl too liberal for this television show. Paid for by Kane. No! Nobody could see me do it! I mean, that's not true! Not anymore! <laughs> What's happening to Lieutenant Commander O'Perlo? Hey, we don't need to do a retake of that, do we? Mr. Pearl, since you were outspent by your opponent two to one... You lose. Oh, Captain, I'm so ashamed. Willard, are you just going to stand there and let the free enterprise be humiliated? Again? Heck no, Mr. Ned. Mr. Zalto! Wrong show, Willard. Mr. Zalto officiated the games on an episode of Lost in Space. We're on the supposedly classier sci-fi show. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Ned. I mean, Mr. Salty. His name is Kane Willard. That's Salty. He's, he's a mindless troll. So the two of you should have a lot to talk about. Never mind that, Ned. Mr. Kane. You know, I admired you very much on your show, Kung Fu. Your version of Eastern philosophy was every bit as digestible as a Unita biscuit. Which is more than I can say for your pizzas. <laughs> My point is this. I don't need any 501c4s. I've got my own fortune. 
Most of it's locked up in arcane financial derivatives. Well, I make a little money speaking, but not very much. Yeah, only a measly 350 grand a year. Aw, oh, shuggy ducky. That's pizza money. You leave me no alternative, Mr. Kane. <clears throat> Mr. Gout. God willard, not gout. Give me the media badge. I mean, give me control of the viewing screen. What is this? A freestyle match? It's my screen. I get to say who uses it. Gosh darn and blankety heck. <laughs> say, Mr. Pearl? <laughs> yes, Captain. Give me your lowest humming and make it ominous. Oh, all right. Troll Kane says he's a true conservative, but what he says and what he does are three different things. Christ on a freaking bike! His 999 plan may sound good, but did you know nine is the highest number after eight? If he were a true conservative, he would be in favor of 888 or 777. What? Well, he can't say that. Troll Kane, wrong on those three numbers, wrong for America. I'm Willard Metellius Romney, and I approve this message. I think he's dead, Willard. You killed him. Wait a minute. No, he's not dead. He's just got COPD. Fortunately for him, Simbacort can help with persistent COPD symptoms. Simbacort is not a narcotic, nor does it replace inhalers. Silence! My wallet! My wallet! It's catching my ass on fire! The size of that thing! You'd better tell the fire department to send an extra truck! Your freestyle match is out of order! Oh, shut up, Roberts! Him I like! I bid a thousand squat loads for the newcomers! Five thousand squat loads for the newcomers! 7,000 for the tall one. You know, I like him too. The bidding goes to you, benefactor Alderson. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Hey, Troll Romney, you got any rare foot diseases? I like to keep everything sterile around my troll stables. I'm not too obsessive about it yet, but the millennium is young. Well, there was that planner's ward I got once for eating too many salt peanuts. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Who is this? I'll wager 20,000 squat loads that the tall plastic troll will need to be soaked in a vat of sailor disinfectant. And I mean the strong stuff. 50,000 squat loads that the fat troll starts drinking his own urine before the end of the scene. Gosh, that sounds like old Foster Freeze. Is that you, Fossey? 40,000 squat loads that the newcomers will have to be... Willard? Willard, is that you? Fossey, you old coot. I thought you were a hold-up in your Temple of Doom back on Earth. Nah, I sold the ranch, Willard. Something better came up. Hey, how's Anne? Who? Oh, my number one wife, Anne. Uh, sure, she's good, it says here. Wait a minute. That voice sounds familiar. 20,000 squat loads says that the big plastic troll is Willard Mitt Romney. I'll cover you 20,000 and add another 50,000. What would Romney be doing in an asinine troll getup? Ridiculous, I tell ya. Hey, hey, which Coke brother is that? Is that Davy or Chuck E. Cheese? There, see, Shelly? That is Romney. He's the only one to call me Chuck E. Cheese. Rightio. 
And that's only because you took Chuck E. Cheese off Bane Galactic's hands six years ago. <laughs> that's right. Damn ripoff. Pay up, Shelly. Um, benefactors. The director is telling me to move on with the plot now. Silence? <laughs> that was a good one, Shelly. Yeah, silence. Like he always says. <laughs> For Christ's sake, God, do something. Make your eyes glow. Shake your fist. Somebody's got to stop this freaking trillionaire love fest. God, this is awful. I wonder what's happening on the free enterprise right now. Wait! Transition music! Thank freaking God! Helmsman's log supplemental. I know it's not customary for a helmsman to keep a log, but I thought somebody should document what's been happening on this ship over the past few solar days. I say, helmsman! Helmsman! I've misplaced my star charts once again. <sighs> Doc Coburn is still in command of the Free Enterprise, and despite my efforts to persuade him otherwise, he is continuing his galactic quest to find the whole planet of all yellow dogs named Blue. I say, Mr. Welsh, is something wrong with your hearing? I said, what, 47 and a half? And I said so quite distinctly, as is my custom. Engage, sir. Engage. Mr. Welsh has locked himself in his cabin with a barrel of Celtic mead. Doc Coburn tried replacing him with a German shepherd, and then with Mr. German, and then Mr. Italian. But none of them had the engineering skills. I say, Mr. French, what became of my most recent orders? I commanded you to take control of the ship's engines and make them yours. You, sir, are the new chief engineer. What do you say to that, French? No, no, it ain't me, babe. It ain't me you're looking for, babe. Um, I have to go now, but I thought someone should know that we are now heading for a star cluster Doc calls the Southern Cross. It's actually a coordinary star system the Obanulans call Quadzillion. I say, there you are, Mr. Japanese. What did you do with my admiral's hat? I'm planning on holding a formal cotillion this very evening on the shuttlecraft deck. Cocktails with Shirley Temples for the children. Plenty of work in the kitchen for the Negro children. It shall be black tie, of course. Doc, my name is not Mr. Japanese. I'm not even sure what Asian nationality I am in this stupid show. I never thought I'd hear myself say it, but I'm starting to miss the captain and Mr. Pearl. I wonder what happened to them. If I may interject with a little timely advice, Mr. Sulu. Ever since my days at Whittier College, I've been a self-starter. Then when I got to Congress, it was early to bed, early to rise, find a good commie right to despise. <laughs> Sometimes I would get up so early, I would see Jack Kennedy limping back to his palatial D.C. residence after a night out with the boys. Decent navigator, but he couldn't hold a drink in a fire bucket. What's worse, he always let himself be led around by his closest advisors, if you know what I mean. They were quite a pair. Hoover had a field day with old Jack. Kept a lot of snapshots of him on his office wall. Some taken while he was sleeping. Oh, great. I thought you were deactivated for this week's show. But there's more. So much more. Um, all right, Mr. President. 
I think I've, uh, heard enough. Recalculating. All set. Peace with honor. Peace with honor. No, that's okay. Cancel. Uh, hey, Doc. That's Admiral Coburn, Mr. Japanese. Uh, sorry, Admiral. Hey, do you remember about five days ago you asked for the self-destruct code? I say, I remember how you refused that lawful request. And then you were summarily executed. Right. Well, do you have a laser pen, Doc? I mean, Admiral. Now, y'all, wait a minute. Let me check. I usually keep one in my tobacco pouch. Hmm. Where in tarnation is that thing? French, where's my goat cheese? Uh, goat cheese? You mean your pen, right? I declare goat cheese! That's the only victual that can restore the memory of where I left my silver-plated lead pencil. Oh, Jesus, Doc, just grab any pencil. I've got the destruct code right here. It's zero, zero... Ah, say, wait a minute. Here, Carswell. Mr. Carswell. Doc, for the 50th time, there's no Mr. Carswell on the free enterprise. That's the name of your favorite chewing tobacco. Look, just memorize the code and have Mr. French or Mr. German read it into the freaking computer, okay? Okay then, Colonel. I shall commit the sacred code to memory and swear an oath to protect it before God Almighty. Now, where did I put that quill? Oh. Asulu. We are approaching the planet Quadzillion. What are your orders? Just drive the thing right into the ground. That's all I ask. Solo, can you hear me? I, I must be hallucinating. Mr. Ned, is that really you? No, it's Secretariat after a sex change operation. Of course it's me, Solo. Where the hell have you been with a ship? I tell you, sir... But I would need a bottle of bourbon and a map of the old confederacy to do it justice. Where's the captain? Never mind that now. Just get your ass down here with some armed red shirts. We may need to shoot our way out of here. Do it now. Aye, sir. Stephanie's Q through A.W. Prime report to the transporter room at once. I declare I gave no such order. Lieutenant, what is the meaning of this here? I've only just been reunited with my lead pencil. Confederate lead, no doubt. Cancel the Stephanie. I'll just go by myself. What is this place? Looks like the cheapest possible mock-up of an arena. I've seen that linoleum before. I think of my grandmother's house. Over here, Solo! Mr. Ned, where's the captain in Pearl? Excellent question. 40,000 squat loads for the newcomer. 50,000? I always pay extra for the guy. 55, and another 10 that the newcomer proves untrainable. Oh, he's trainable, all right. <laughs> Take it from me. 
Any other bids for my little Chinaman? Chuck E. Cheese, are you going to up your game? He comes complete with a samurai sword and an appetite for chickpeas. Battery's not included. Why is the captain invisible? And what's with the reverb on his voice? That's a long, painful story, Solo. And hey, isn't that Chief Justice Roberts? Is the reactionary ruling season over or something? What's he doing here? Silence. That just never gets old, apparently. Solo, this place is a betting shop for wayward quadzillionaires. They pour money into their pet politicians and watch them tear each other to shreds. You mean they actually have boxing matches between politicians? Hell no. When's the last time you saw a politician voluntarily risk serious injury when it didn't involve alcohol? Um, never, sir. They fight their matches with attack ads played on a jumbotron over there by the Chief Justice. The ads are paid for out of 501c4 contributions by the benefactors. I know I'm going to regret asking, but who are the benefactors? They're just a bunch of financially advanced, but physically simple, overfed quadzillionaires hiding behind their dollar sign bags. So naturally, Willard has gone over to the reverb chamber and joined them. The benefactors bankroll the attack ads, bet on the candidate trolls, collect their winnings, then do it all over again. And is that Newt Gingrich over there, gnawing on that otherworldly purple tree stump? Butterfuck! CPAC! CPAC! That's the husk of Newt after being subjected to thousands of attack ads. Bout after bout, year after year. The benefactor's little game has turned him into a mindless sack of flab. Not a big change, but noticeable. He doesn't do book signings anymore, for instance. Um, that troll looks like Michelle Bachman. She didn't bring her husband up here, did she? Well, if she did, I'd expect some kind of intervention soon if I were you. It's probably going to involve hand puppets and private dance lessons. I wonder if there's still time to get back up to the ship before Doc blows it up. Hey, Mr. Sulu, did you bring one of the Stephanies down with you? I've got an idea for a new betting game. It's one I learned down in sunny Mexico. Or maybe France. Well, somewhere where they talk incomprehensibly. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. Mr. Ned, where is Lieutenant Commander Pearl? I mean... I'll have to find someone to take over the bridge's sniveling coward station. Sorry to disappoint you, but he's still alive. He's weaseled his way into some consulting contract with Benefactor Adelson. Pearl's going to broker the purchase of some Hellfire missiles to beef up the security system at Adelson's Alibaba Resort Casino and Frontier Fortress on the West Bank. He knows just how to make the desert bloom. That's still in negotiations, Ned, so pipe down. I told you that strictly on the QT. What's this? Hellfire missiles? They don't carry cluster bombs? How am I supposed to cleanse the area of fundamentalist Palestinian teenagers with only friggin' Hellfire missiles? Don't worry, Mr. Adelson. I'm sure the kinetic force value of the Hellfires is sufficient to counteract those nasty stones that they throw at your casino. 
It's still in keeping with our novel interpretation of intergalactic laws of self-defense. I think maybe my good friend Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu can be of some help there. Hey, hey, Sulu, can you beam a dozen or so down to the arena, pronto? <laughs> uh, Captain, you should probably talk to Doc up on the Free Enterprise. Just be sure to call him Admiral when you do, or he'll blow up the ship. Uh, he thinks he's an Admiral now. Oh, the Starship Free Enterprise, that's got hundreds of crew members, doesn't it? Let's fetch them all down to play. Don't waste your time, Freeze. There's only about five people on that ship, plus a handful of Stephanie clones and an android Nixon. You forgot Dr. Bigoto. You noticed that, eh? It's my planet, and I want to watch a food fight. Gaunt, make that horse's wallet glow. Silence. I mean, sir, he does not have a wallet, Benefactor Freeze. He is motivated only by the promise of hay. Actually, he likes some oats in his mash. Helps keep him galloping right along, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Pipe down, Willard. Hey, Freeze. I've got a new betting game for you and the other quadzillionaires. Silence. <laughs> I mean, tell me what you've got, Mr. Horsey. Well, since you've got so many squat loads to blow, and squat loads are trading at about six to the dollar... Why don't you just get Willard to run for president again? You've already turned all of his primary opponents into mindless trolls. So I'll probably get the nomination by default. Just buy enough bogus ads to palace the Romney 2012 turd. Use your 401c3 organizations to annihilate the flaccid abomulans and you'll hit the jackpot when 2016 rolls around. Which, of course, is way back in this show's past. Hey, you know I like it. I'll get Davy on the horn. Gosh, Benefactor Coke, do you really think I can win this time? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Shelly? Nay, it could happen, or possibly not. Ask me if I care. It's worth a wager. And if he wins, I can buy that big gaudy casino on Wall Street. The one with the big starting bell. Shelly, we serious investors like to call Goldman Sachs an investment bank. <laughs> 5,000 squat loads on the Romney 2016 campaign. 10,000 and another 20 on the Anamite newcomer. What's his name, Zulu? Jesus. Jesus, funny name. Okay, 30,000 that this Jesus must die because of his funny name. Hold on, Shelly. We're betting on Willard, remember? Willard, why don't you go back with your horsey friend and start planning your campaign? Just tap your heels together three times. Captain Romney, you're back. Yes, and I'm back too, Mr. Sulu. Yes, I, uh, noticed that. Guess I'll have to cancel the bridge's new chief coward officer. So it was all just a dream. No, it wasn't, you idiot. It was real. And I just got your ass away from that mutual admiration society. You'll call the benefactors. That's all. What was it like, Captain? Were the benefactors disembodied brains under a golden dome? Did the brains flash when they talked? No, nothing like that, Mr. Sulu. Just three certified job creators in a long mahogany boardroom with leather easy chairs and an ample supply of brandy and cigars. And plenty of green Orion slave dudes. A few blue ones, too. 
They had those specially bred. Captain Romney, you and your officers are free to go. Golly, well, time enough to say our goodbyes. Good seeing you again, Newt. Garrett, Munchow, Rhino. Same here, Newt, right back at ya. Hey, where's Troll Bachman? Here, Troll Willard. Please, take me with you. Now, Michelle, you must stay here and learn. You and your husband can open a dance school. Maybe show the natives how to dance away the gay. I think you'll find it more challenging than a freestyle match. The rewards are great, like free corn dogs every Wednesday. Your husband should like that. Um, Mr. Death, is this episode going to end anytime soon? Yes, yes, for court's sake. There's just a moment of shit to plow through and then we're done. Matt, are you and the crew ready? Yes. Romney to Free Enterprise. Come in, Free Enterprise. Aye, Captain. Welsh here. Mr. Welsh? Where's Doc? I thought I left him in command. Aye, sir. About that. He's outside the ship, inspecting electronic communication satellites. We told him it's something that admirals do. Beam us up home, Welsh. <laughs> you say, I will learn and open up a Christian dance school, and I will stare emptily at the lights in the ceiling and learn to change the bulbs when they burn out, and I will think of you every time I have a corn dog, and remember...
say listen court Flag of justice they pretend to I never thought they they do I never thought they were very serious Your successor is defensive And his spring is tightly wound They really think he can replace you Can you just see all the millionaires sing I never thought they, they, they would I never thought they were very serious already it is now our october podcast what happened to september i don't know what happened to september we like did a podcast and joe what's wrong with the sound i left it in my other pants joe, what's wrong with the sound <laughs> we're having technical difficulties yeah i know it, joe is like literally taken like two hours to like set this up to record <laughs> and so i'm no cagey that i've got a kazoo stuck in my ear a can with JFK stuck on my elbow. <laughs> it, we call it JFK elbow. Oh my God! Get JFK elbow. We did have Henry Kissinger in the studio, and he left in a huff as usual. He kind of hobbled out in a huff. Yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't the, attend to his needs properly. Yeah, I know. We're going to interview him about his whole book. About something very incredible, I'm sure. And he was going to sing something from his new album, which he released to accompany the book. Sing that one about attacking Cuba for helping Angola. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my greatest hits. And that I have the <laughs> one about the poor little Pinochet. Poor little Pinochet, my little Pinochet, 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 I Zig Heil. It has a few Zig Heils in it, but that is not, <laughs> that is not characteristic of the way that I would, I would, um, how would you say, the way that I would prosecute my foreign policy. Remember, I was the advisor to 73 presidents. Yes. I am intentionally including 
about 65 presidents that have yet to serve because I know that there will be presidents in the future who will want to consult with me. No doubt. (laughs) (laughs) There are presidents that have ridden four hours just to consult with me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you're an important man, Sir Henry. Sir Henry. So what's new this month, Joe? What happened to September, Joe? Was your technology so screwed up that nobody could use it? No, I left September in my other pants. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's I'm always, wearing a cardboard belt. He's always talking about his pants. I'm wearing a cardboard belt, it's true. Hopefully you all enjoyed the last episode of Nud Track that we just played. It was very educational. Yes, it was full of fun facts from history. And others about culture. We learned about history. We learned about Star Trek. We learned a little Welsh. Yeah, a little, a little bit of realistic Welsh, almost. Hot off of uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I couldn't say it, so I had to change it to something I could say. That's a drink, Jim. Yes, it's Wikipedia is a drink. Yes. So, no, it was a wonderful month. A great month. Uh, probably the best month. We've ever, ever, life. ever, it's ever, wonderful. ever had nothing but good things. Nothing about. but good things happened. Nothing but good things have been showering down. Yes, showering down like a golden shower. Like manna from heck. <laughs> like manna from heck. It's almost as if we hadn't been sued by Paul Simon's lawyer for the last episode of that trick. Or that he shared a golden liquid. Oh, the urine. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. I'm gonna get sued again for that now. I hope you're satisfied. God, no good reason. They've forgotten all about us. For taking the easy way out. Oh, now we're really gonna get sued. You know who owns that song? It's the estate of Michael Jackson, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. He was a friend of mine. I used to advise him. About what songs to buy from what countries. He actually bought some of those songs of the singing group called The Beatles from my good friend, Mr. Tchaikovsky. Mr. Tchaikovsky. Gosh, Hank, will you be on my exploratory committee? I would be pleased and honored to be part of you. Who are you again? (laughs) Do you have money? (laughs) Uh, Just keep him away from the Hague. Keep him away from the Hague. Keep him away from the Hague. That's like a magnet. An asshole magnet. You had to say the word, didn't you? You had to. Well, Henry doesn't seem to have any trouble traveling anymore. (laughs) It was for a little while that we got a little antsy, but <laughs> are you uh, they, they kind of Are you kidding? Are you kidding? going to stop him, Joe? What, what kind of a world do you think this is, Joe? Joe! Just what kind of a world? What kind of a world do you think we're living in? I thought there was justice. I thought there was peace. Woo-hoo. But there's neither of those two things in this world of ours in this world of ours 
The Wonderful World of Oz. <laughs> the Wonderful World of Oz. I'm gonna sue you for saying <laughs> No. No. Sorry. We're off Sorry. to see the gizzard. The Wonderful Gizzard of Oz. So what... Joe, I can't hear that. Joe, you're playing the piano, but no sound is coming out. This is kind of a drawback when you play a piano. No, it's coming out. No, is it? I hear not. You, you can. How come I can't hear it? Really? No, I hear nothing. I hear nothing. Maybe I don't. Hear, you know, I don't hear my own voice either. What the? I hear nothing. I hear nothing. Well, I don't know why that would be. I don't know. Hopefully, you're actually recording no something. Yes, I am. I can see the waveform. So, what do the people have to look forward to the next ep- in the next episode of Ned Truck, Joe? That's a good question, Matt. <laughs> no, you have, like, no clue. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't have a good answer, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it will be a musical. We do know that. It will be a musical. A we- comedy. <laughs> uh, a tragedy. A comic tragedy. There will be, there will be many things lying dead on the floor after it. I'm sure many such journeys are possible. No, there will be another episode of Ned Treg, Treg, (laughs) Ned Treg, and and I think the guest star among the guest stars will be Rick Perry. Rick, Governor Perry. Rick Perry, the Governor. Once, once one of our main, our main cousins. Yes. From, but not from Maine. Not from Maine. From, from much further south. From like another Maine. southern Maine. From another different southern Maine. <laughs> he is in the Maine. Remember so. the Maine. Remember the Maine. I just said that. <laughs> well, I'm trying Says to remember. Because he keeps saying the things that I said. It's been good to know you. <laughs> They said, son, it's been good to know you. The truth is, is people, I'm tired. Very tired. The truth is of it is I'm tired. I was trying to kill myself with a bag. (laughs) A bag. (laughs) Hi, I'm in a bag. (laughs) As I did actually think that somebody came up to me and said that to me once. And it turned out he was saying his name, but I thought he was saying that he was in a bag. And he was, like, coming and trying to shake my hand, saying, from my perspective, it was this man smiling at me, trying to shake my hand, and telling me he was in a bag. (laughs) I'm in a bag. So I wasn't quite sure what to do. I didn't really want to shake the man who was saying he was in a bag's hand. And so I was just standing there kind of awkwardly looking around, and he was looking at me kind of, started to look desperate like oh my god he's crazy (laughs) and i'm looking at him thinking that he's crazy because he's thinking because i'm thinking he's saying that he's in a bag and he obviously wasn't in a bag yes his name was bag yeah it turned out his name was bag yes there you go we were both right yes like bag square and that's that's the way of the world that's the way of the world and we ended up being great friends after that. So great. There. So Bob's your uncle. <laughs> and then we went into my house and drank a lot of tang. <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I drank loads of tang. It's made with hemoglobin. What a tang. <laughs> what tang? 
What a tang schnapps. <laughs> what a tang hussy. Hussy, hussy. <laughs> what does that mean, anyway? I don't know. Oh. Have to get Graham, no. get Graham Chapman on the phone. Get Graham Chapman on the phone. Get Graham Chapman on the phone. <laughs> He's dead. Message for Graham Chapman. That won't necessarily stop him. No, not really. So here we are. Yes, here we are, Joe. What's new? I imagine we're going to play some kind of music on this episode, <laughs> but I have no idea what it's going to be. Oh, uh, so I will introduce the first song. This. It will be... This. title here. <laughs> insert title here. It'll be, it'll be called Insert Title Here. Insert Title Here by Big Green. There's a rock on the road that tells you where you're going. The inscription all whitewashed and faded. It's a yellow rose by any other ground is right for shooting tis the season for fun so daddy gets your gun draw beat on anything moving never waste a round and always stand your ground on the ground we call north camp through the night we will ride When we arrive We can hear all our ancestors crowing They were sent to hell With a real yell On the ground we come Again, from a world we left behind, it won't feel the same if you change the name. Leave it alone, baby. Leave it alone. They remember the day they took the chains away and the servants stopped calling them. Master, but they still prefer to use that special word for the ground we call North Camp Pasture. Yeah. 
call it what you will, but still we will call it North Please, Henry, introduce the next song, will you? Uh, this is a song by the band that I used to advise. <laughs> I had great diplomatic relations with this band for quite a few years. Yes. While they were developing their own methods of <laughs> dealing with the world. <laughs> and here it is. I think it's called Blue Sweat Shoes. I'm one, I'm a two, I'm a two. You I'm know, a three. Henry was probably at the White House when uh, when Elvis came over and shook hands with. with yeah, so I did meet the king, the king of rock and roll. We got along famously. He wanted to help in national security. He wanted to, he wanted to infiltrate the hippies. <laughs> he was trying to keep kids off drugs. He was trying to keep kids off drugs and trying to keep himself <laughs> off toilet seats. <laughs> that would be wise, I think. Did I mention that I'm 400 years old? <laughs> I forgot to say that. I'm in a bag. I'm going to sing another number from my new album. I cannot hear the piano Joe, Joe, stop playing. I cannot hear that piano play. I cannot hear that piano play. What is that? I think this might be the worst episode of our podcast ever. <laughs> I, can, I literally cannot hear anything Joe is doing. This is great. His equipment is junk, folks. Send us money because his equipment is junk. Yes, send us money. It's urgent. I'm not sure if anyone could tell, but in <laughs> we we're like we're so desperate that we have to re- <laughs> we have to record our parts of Ned Truck separately, so they had to be electronically put together. I can hear now. Excellent. Oh my god, He now that it's about time for us to go, it's time <laughs> for us to go. <laughs> I had you plugged into the wrong jack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, sorry. I need a patch, bay. Let no man. Let no man <laughs> try to record without a patch, bay. <laughs> he, he was uh, plugged he was into that. the uh, wrong jack. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Uh, no one could possibly be plugged into the wrong jack. <laughs> I think I think uh, that's a joke. Why don't you play the one where I think about slipping and sliding? Slipping and sliding, and then I told you long time ago. Slipping and sliding, sliding. A long time ago, you know this song might be a little too fast for me. Too, 
do you know any slow songs? Because I used to advise certain rock and roll bands, but wow. they were the ones that played the slower songs. And what would you like to sing? That maybe something with the moon in it. That band. Well, you're a Welsher, Mr. Kissinger. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you know any, any songs by the artist Elton John? I was uh, thinking about Philadelphia Freedom just the other day. Except for that song, I don't know that one very well. I don't know that one very well. I don't even know which one it is. <laughs> I was just going into it, and I figured I'd figure out which Elton John song it would be after a little while. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I was getting into it. Wow, it comes with its own crowd noise. Please and crowd noise. I didn't put that deep, but uh, <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm gonna live forever now. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna live forever now. I guess I'm gonna live forever. I'm very old. I live in my living. I live in my living. I live in my living. I Breaking Henry Kissinger's throat, Joe. <laughs> now breaking his throat. Matt just had a throat operation for God's sake. Save the man. They tore my brain out through my throat. They tore his ass out through his brain. Yeah, I lost my higher register, at least for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't speak in a high squeaky voice for a while. No high Doctor's squeaky orders. voice. Doctor's orders. Oh, did they tell you not to see? No, I learned that myself when I was trying to speak in a high squeaky voice and it hurt and nothing really came out. Nothing came out except the hurt. I was trying to speak, to speak in a high squeaky voice. <laughs> Hi, a squeaky voice. I was trying to advise the president in a high squeaky voice and nothing came out. Well, that's just sad. I think I'm going to have to go. (laughs) It's getting very late. I could see why. Oh, Jesus, Joe. (laughs) 
<laughs> look at God, the look at the time. Look at the time. I can't believe it. I've been up for like 48 hours. Okay, well, anyway. We should sing our song. It's time for us to go. It's time for us to go. It's time for us. It's time for us. It's time for us to go. It's time for us to go. It's time for us to go. It's time for us. It's time for us. It's time for us to go. It's time for us to <laughs> Don't forget to buy my book and a company <laughs> album. One last pitch. Brought to you by not the Cook Brothers, somebody else, maybe Sheldon Allison, um, maybe some other rich guy who needs to put his money someplace. I don't know. Learn more about us at big-green.net. Follow me on Twitter at Big Green Joe. We're on Spotify. We're on Pandora. I don't know. A little hard to find, but you can find us if you look for us. More music. You never know. Other podcasts. Be sure to tune in. 